Welcome to Media Current's Open Waters Podcast. Hi, I'm Mark Shropshire, and with me is my co-host Mario Hernandez. We're very excited about this episode of the Open Waters Podcast as we welcome Randy Faye, a longtime open source contributor. We will be talking about the fantastic project he maintains, DDEV. DDEV is an open source tool that makes it dead simple to get local PHP development environments up and running within minutes. Hey, hello, everybody. Welcome. We are very excited here. Shrop and I are very excited to have with us Randy Fay, who will be talking to us about DDEV and what's coming uh, down the pipe with that. We are very excited about that because we here at Media Current use DDEV for most of our projects, and we are loving the product and looking forward to what's coming ahead. So thanks for joining us, Randy. We appreciate it. We just had you actually do a knowledge share for our team, our development team, not too long ago. It was just last week, I believe it was. And now you're back with us. So we appreciate you taking the time from your really busy schedule and talk about DDEV. There are some great news happening with DDEV. But uh, before we get into that, tell us a little bit about your role today and how you became interested in open source. What brought you to this point as a prolific maintainer of the key of a key piece of open source software like DDEV. You bet. I'm glad to be here. Again, my name's Randy Fay. I'm R. Fay most places, Randy Fay some places. And I live in far western Colorado, right near the Utah border, a town called Palisade. I ended up here because my wife and I took a long uh, bicycle journey through the Americas from 2006 to 2009. And at the end of that time, my parents were getting old and we decided to come, you know, take a turn, <laughs> take a turn. Our turn has ended up being quite long now, uh, but take a turn with helping them out. And so that's, that's where they were and that's where we are. But the open source thing is, um, of course, when we took two and a half years out of our life to do bicycle touring, there was going to be a change when we got back. And I've worked in various kinds of software development since the early 80s. but um, of course, like everybody else, I got more and more excited about web stuff. And I'd never, I'd benefited from open source over the years. I've done lots of, you know, Linux work over the years and all that kind of thing. But I benefited from open source, but never contributed at all. And so one big thought was, well, how could I, can, how could I figure out what this open source thing is? And so when we were restarting our life after our bike tour, Drupal was there. I felt like I had some idea what was going on with Drupal. And I said, well, maybe I could figure out how to contribute to Drupal. And you know how Drupal is. If you stick your finger in there and you figure out who the players are, you will be sucked in and you, you can spend the rest of your life being just working on that. And I did that for a couple of years, had a, had a great time, met wonderful people and got very involved in the Drupal community, but it was Drupal that brought me into the open source world. Right. Um, so anyway, so I did that for a long time, and um, then I burned out pretty good. I even did a whole series of sessions at uh, DrupalCon and stuff like that on burnout. I, I flamed out pretty good. Couldn't do it anymore. Worked on various things for a few years, but uh, about um, maybe five and a half years ago, I went to work for a company named Drud that was developing um, a Golang Kubernetes hosting product. 
they also had uh, DDoS going, um, although it was very much in its infancy. I really liked DDoS. I liked it a lot more than the hosting part, um, maybe because I don't know. I just I just liked it a lot, and I started to feel like it was useful. And they were amazingly generous. They just let me go ahead and maintain DDoS for. I must have been at least four years and paid me to do it and uh, rarely asked anything in return. Every so often they'd want some kind of integration with the, with the process and that kind of thing. But um, that's how I ended up maintaining DDEV um, and, and got to continue doing that through their amazing generosity. That was a long answer to a short question. No, that's great. Oh, that's I love great. hearing these stories, you know, about how people get to where they are today. Cause you know, it, it, it's also, it's also humbling to hear these stories, but, um, you know, Randy, when I've interacted with you, it, it just amazes me how quickly you respond and support the community and you're just always have such a great positive attitude. Um, but you seem like this, this huge persona you know coming in like that like the maintainer of ddev right. and they got real personal with mario and shrop and helped helped us with our problems and all that but it's great to hear just this real human stories you, there's, there's the human behind the keyboard right <laughs> yeah i can definitely <laughs> attest uh, of, of randy's generosity with helping i mean no matter what i ask him he's always there he never judges he's always willing to help and has got me out of uh, some pretty big holes with things that I work on with DTEV. So, but that's excellent to hear. It, it's, it's lovely being a member of a community where you feel like you have something useful to do. I mean, I, I love it when people ask questions and everybody is at a different place. I mean, there's so many things going on in our heads, trying to understand all the different technologies we're working on. And there's so many different layers of all those technologies, it is astonishing and, and, and crazy. And so we're all at a different place in how much we understand on those. And so it's, it's always great to work with people at whatever level they're at to try to go to the, go to the next level, even though it's, well, I can't, it's hard to believe anybody can do any of this stuff with all the, with all the layers of stuff you have to know, it's crazy. I agree. And that that's some of what you just said is part of why I love open source so much. So while I know a lot of our listeners are really familiar with DDEV and what that means, and we love it here at Media Current, it's our go-to um, environment. We made that choice a while back and, and have been really pleased with it. But for those who don't know what DDEV is, what that means, can you give us a high-level overview of this really fascinating open source project? You bet. You bet. So everybody needs, every, in, in web development or really in any other context, a developer has to be able to work in an environment that's their own, where they're not going to break something else or break somebody else's world or that kind of thing. And I mean, the, I, probably most of us sometime in our uh, shaded past actually edited files on a server and hoped that it worked out, but don't do that, right? You, if you're going to be a real developer, you're going to have your own environment to develop in, and you're going to be able to see the results of what you do locally before you inflict it on somebody else, and you're going to have process to make that work. So uh, DDEV is a local development environment. It's, 
It's a way uh, for people to do web development. It works with PHP. It works with HTML and JavaScript. And probably you could do lots of other things with it. But the, most of the communities that are involved with it are PHP. Uh, Drupal and, and Typo3 are the biggest ones. But the big idea is it's a, it's a wrapper written in Go on Docker Compose and Docker. And so it basically runs a web server and a, and a database server inside containers. So they're actually running inside Linux containers. So it's more like a real world situation, um, but it looks the same on every platform. So in, so in other words, the containers are the same on every platform. They're exactly the same. So if you're working on Windows or WSL2 or Mac OS or Mac M1, or if you're people even work on Chromebook, or if you're working on Linux, I mean, Chromebook it just offers Linux. So um, if you're working on any Linux distribution, everything works the same. It's, it's using the same containers underneath. And so Raspberry all the Pi is the same. So. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I was just thinking, um, I'm pretty sure I got it working on my Raspberry Pi a while back, thanks to a lot of the work from the community too, which is, yeah. I had to do it just to do it. <laughs> yeah. It actually works pretty well on Raspberry Pi. The, the, the trick about Raspberry Pi is it's ARM64, so you have to set up, well, I, think, I think you have to get the current version of Ubuntu is the easiest way. I wrote, it, I wrote a blog post about, um, about it, so you could search for DDEV and Raspberry Pi, and it, it actually is decent. It, uh, it could be a little faster, but it's decent. Mm -hmm. So uh, you mentioned earlier, uh, Randy, that you worked or drawed a company who was building this product. And DDEV, and but we know that some of you may know that uh, the the company uh, split up, and there was for a while the community was wondering what was going to happen with DDEV. But just this week, we heard some great news. Uh, sounds like they're great news that DDEV has been acquired uh, by fruition. And uh, is there something you can tell us about this? Uh, wh what does this mean to DDEV? What does it mean to the community? What should the community expect about uh, this new acquisition? Yeah, you bet. Um, so uh, the uh, the company named DDEV, you know, like mo you know, companies companies come and go. Uh, it, it was called DDEV. It used to be called Drud. It went by several names. But you know, not everything always works out, and the money doesn't always hold out. Um, and it's just the way just the way it is sometimes. And uh, somebody pulled the plug. Don't know who, but somebody pulled the plug, and uh, so the company named DDEV shut down. The DDEV project was never in any question. The DDEV local project was never in any question because I'm committed to it and um, it's an open source project and it was going forward anyway. But the, uh, there, was, there was a little bit of uncertainty about whether the project might have to be forked or the name might have to change because there is a trademark, a DDEV trademark. So there was some uncertainty about that. And uh, the company named Fruition in Denver um, has bought the um, what what it, what would it be the, the the software the 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 software that DDEV company wanted to make money off of and didn't end up doing that. They bought that software and they got the DDEV trademark name with it, and uh, they've been very generous to say that they're. They're going to make sure that the DDEV 
local uh, project remains open source and that it doesn't have to change its name. And they're going to, the, the thinking isn't fully thought out, but they're, they're thinking that they would like to be the, the central place to try to organize uh, financing for the project as it goes forward. So th there's a number of companies that have stepped up and said that they'd like to support the project. You know, maybe even Media Current will want to. And it may be that we're, you know, these are things we're still talking about, but fruition may want to organize that financially, or maybe we'll figure out another way to do it. But anyway, they're, uh, they're, they're just putting their foot in there and trying to make sure that it's clear to everybody that there's nothing wrong, everything's good, and, uh, and that the name will continue and there's, there's no problems there. So um, will you be still involved in maintaining the product? And uh, yeah. how, how do you feel about uh, this news uh, about Fruition acquiring the dev? Well, I'm I'm glad that I'm glad that they got it worked out. It it doesn't change anything for me right now because I'm just supporting the project. It's, it's uh, I'm the maintainer of the project, and I continue to be the maintainer of the project. So it doesn't change anything for me. Um, I'm not becoming a Fruition employee. They're you know they're uh, I'm they've been through a lot um, getting this done, so they haven't even been able to think about the finances yet i'm sure but for me it just resolves the primary thing it does is resolve some ambiguity about uh, whether we would have to fork or you know or change the name or something like that so it's all it's all very good and they're very nice people and have been very generous trying to sort this out um and they and i think you know with i think they're taking on a big task with their ambitions with the hosting software as well. So they've got a lot going on right mm -hmm. now and we'll see how this all how this all plays out. It's all good. Sounds good. Sounds like it's a, a great win for the community. I think so. Yeah, that that, that this is such great news and, and um it's a it, it's kind of a testament how open source can continue uh even around business changes and things that that happen uh in that world. That's not to say it always works out. We've all read stories and heard things, you know, but like, it's great to hear this and we're really happy um, that you're there and uh, to still keep supporting that, Randy, and, and uh, love to talk more about like what kind of support you need to later in the podcast, because I'm sure, you know, you'd love to continue to have more PRs and people helping the project. Yeah, go ahead. Did you have, did you have anything immediate in mind on that, Randy? Uh, no, that's, that's, that's good. Um, I, I like I say, the 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 thinking isn't done and stuff, but it, it's all good. It's all good. It's going to work out great. And uh, the you know there there have been a couple of excellent things that have happened in the funding realm already. Uh, Tag One has been uh, has been supporting specific features, and so that's an easy way to that's an easy way to support the project. So they just um, made me a contractor and have been paying me to do features that are important to some of their projects. And so I, you know, I just work a few, a few hours a week on their, um, on their project, uh, you know, on their features. And those are big wins for the whole community. And I yeah. expect Fruition's going to do the same 
kind of thing. Um, and I think there's other, I think there's other companies that may want to do that. And there may be other companies that just say, Hey, we'll take five hours. We'll take five hours a week and, uh, uh, just, you know, just support the community or just, or, or, you know, maybe, maybe dedicated to what they actually, uh, need, uh, as far as features, but it's all, it's all good. So tag one stepped up, um, now fruition stepped up. There are other companies that have certainly made noise, but of course, as you know, it hasn't been clear how we would do that until this part sorted out. Now that this is sorted out, we can sort out the all the people that have wanted to financially support the project. Yeah, that's that's so great to hear. Thanks for the additional um, detail on that. Um, so jumping back to the tech a little bit on DDEV, what are some of the key advantages uh, that you see of uh, around DDEV over other local development tech that's maybe been around or is around currently? You bet. You bet. So the original way that you did local development with the website is you put Apache on your computer and you put MySQL on your computer and you would hook them up and it actually would work great if you were, if you were a whiz at, at sysadmin. I was always a whiz at sysadmin. It was my thing. You know, I liked it. It was, you know, I'd do Linux and I'd do Windows and I'd do Mac. And it was all, I thought it was great. In fact, I was pretty skeptical of DDEV when I first started using it. Because if you're a whiz, then you can just, you, you can just run that stuff. You, can, you know, it all runs on every computer and it's great. Um, but not everybody wants to spend their life. Um, configuring Apache or Nginx or MySQL. Or, and the thing that amazed me when I started working on DDEV that really, really shone for me was that every project could have different configuration. So back when I used to maintain uh, everything on my own computer, that wasn't true, right? You, you'd have, you have it set up for PHP 5.6 and that's it. You couldn't have one project on PHP 5.6 and another one on PHP 7. PHP 7 wasn't around then, but you just it, it wasn't something you could do. And so I started realizing that with DDEV, you could have every project be different and, and customized, and you could, you could do it right. And so that's because it's a Docker-based. Um, it, DDEV uses Docker underneath. And all the stuff underneath is per project, and it is configurable for that project. So that's that's the huge difference between the Docker generation and the uh, on the machine generation. The difference between DDEV and other Docker-based local development environments like Lando or Doxel, which by the way are great. Um, Great products and Agreed. have lots of supporters and and lots of great things to to say about them. DDEV is got full cross full support across all these platforms, so many different platforms, um, which you won't really find that level of support. DDEV is actually tested on all the different platforms, so it runs the full test suite on all the different platforms. DDEV is interoperable with many different versions of Docker. We think the performance is great on mac os it's always a challenge i'm still working on new ways uh to improve that in mac os so you can look for 
mutagen mutagen integration in coming up. I think the biggest thing, though, and this actually was playing out in Twitter today, is that DDEV doesn't assume that it owns your machine. So when you install DDEV, DDEV is going to be as respectful as it can. The only thing that I know of that requires you to use sudo is if you're not using the regular ddev.site uh, URLs or host names. Um, and then it has to put stuff into, um, then it has to edit the Etsy host file. But in general, DDEV tries not to do anything to your machine. Uh, it won't install Docker. It won't overwrite Docker. It won't kill off your Docker, all of those kinds of things. And I think that's the big deal. But uh, maybe, maybe you can put in the notes I wrote a thing called uh, "What's So Different About DDEV Local." Maybe you can put a link to that in the uh, in the show notes. Yeah, so I, I can certainly personally attest that uh, I was trying to. I recently got an M1 Mac and was trying to get other development environments set up, and I was unfortunately not able to. But DDEV just worked for me, you know, first try, and so so that's great to uh, to have that kind of support and. Um, but as far as um, you know, the efficiencies that DTEV provides besides the support, uh, what are other uh, efficiencies that DTEV provides to help teams? Uh, is it something that non-developers can use to run their sites locally and test, or is this mainly just for developers? No, actually, lots of lots of pe- anybody who needs to evaluate a site will often do it, um, or you know, to to evaluate or to test a site. All those kinds of things. There's actually an obscure feature where you can actually run websites using it. Um, I call it casual web hosting, but I run my little websites using DDEV. Um, that's a that's not what DDEV was intended for, but people asked for it for years, so finally did it, and it actually works pretty well. But it is definitely it is definitely not um, managed web hosting or anything like that. So you wouldn't. You wouldn't put a big customer site on that under any circumstances. So the biggest thing about Teams is that you check in your configuration for the project. So each project, you just check in the DDEV directory, the .ddev directory, you check it in, and then everybody can check that out, and DDEV is already configured for them. And so usually a team lead would uh, configure and check in uh, DDEV, and then all the other members of the team can just DDEV start and DDEV launch and get to work. And it's already configured. Even if they're, even if the team lead was on uh, Windows and somebody else is on Mac or Linux, it'll just go. And uh, obviously there's going to be caveats there, but really it, it pretty much works that way. We're going to do at, uh, at Drupal Camp Colorado, I don't know whether you know Truls, who's a, a Norwegian developer who is kind of an expert at setting up uh, DDEV for teams. He's done it for two different companies. He's the, like the, the, the guy that makes that work for, for two different companies. So he and I are doing a session, an hour-long session at Drupal Camp Colorado, which is free. And we're, it's about, it's about uh, teams and DDEV. So we'd love to have you at that. Just to reinforce this, we'll definitely add a lot of these links and items to the show notes so that it's all available. So don't worry, you don't have to go. And if you're listening, go Google for it. Just check out the show notes. And we've already got that link uh, in our notes here 
uh, from you, Randy. So thank you for that. I know you mentioned earlier, uh, uh, you know, some of the platforms or frameworks that run on DDEV include, you know, Drupal, Typo3. Um, what are some of the others of interest? And are there any others that, you know, are maybe coming up? But I know you've got quite a few. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we got uh, really all versions, Drupal 6 to 9, WordPress. Wow. Aurabel, Typo3, Shopware 6, Magento 1, Magento 2. I might have forgotten about one or two. Because we have explicit support for these and we create settings files and stuff, it doesn't actually mean that much to anybody that understands how to do a settings file. So all it means basically is that DDEV will generate some settings files for you so you can get up running really, really fast. There's there's not there's no PHP project that you can't run on DDEV. Um, really no HTML, JavaScript, Node, whatever. You can run them all on DDEV. Uh, it just it requires the same um, setup that you would do in any of in any of other environment. Um, just it it just DDEV just makes like Drupal so easy because you do a DDEV config and a DDEV start and it's already configured. You don't even you don't know where the database is. You don't care where the database is. You don't. You didn't do the settings file. It's just there, but that's just a settings file. It's not. You know, like we all know how to do a settings file, so we could all do that by hand. And I'm pretty sure on like on Lando and and Doxel, you have to do the settings file yourself. Well, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It just makes it. I don't know. It's a little addictive. You just you that. So that that's mostly what the framework stuff is. It. It's it's uh, icing on the cake, but it's not the fundamentals. But it feels like fundamentals because everybody gets used to it. it. It does because I know, you know, when I'm in development mode and not a DevOps mode, I want to just worry about the code and getting to the code. And so if it saves, you know, that automation save that time. And uh, you know, in an agency situation like Mario and I are in, we're popping in different projects all the time and spinning things up, spinning things. I mean, it becomes even. Uh, more so a benefit, even though you do that settings file once, you know, usually, and then it's done. But um, yeah, to- totally agree. That's that's a, yeah. that's great insight. And I, it, I think Mario, we've even had we've even uh, had some projects where we've run Gatsby in DDEV and some other Node things, uh, like Randy mentioned. Yeah, uh, you know, shameless plug here. I actually, with the help of Randy, I wrote a blog post. Um, I think it was late last year where I configure an environment. And, and since I do a lot of training myself, training workshops, I configure an environment where the students will just run DDEV start and it will have everything from, you know, obviously Drupal, PHP, everything else, but also NVM, NPM, Node, and everything pre-configured and running from the containers, including PatternLab, which will run from the containers. And by uh, sharing some ports, you can literally have a, an NPM watch task Watch your changes and everything in the containers. Pattern Lab will even reload the the browser for you, um, uh, all running from the container. So it is incredible what you can do with it. So I highly recommend uh, if you are a developer to look into it. So uh, so now that we talked a little bit about DDEV, what it does, what it can do, and and how cool it is, what can you tell us, Randy, about what's coming up for DDEV? Well, I I'm really excited about what I've been spent working on the last. Um, the last few weeks, I already mentioned it. Um, it's 
uh, mutagen caching speed up. The big problem on macOS and to some extent on Windows is that Docker is slow um, updating files between the host and the container. And so there's a workaround for that. Um, you can call it caching or you can call it asynchronous updates. Um, but there's a there's a project called Mutagen that's another open source project that has been working on trying to solve that problem for some time. And it actually has pretty good potential. Basically, what happens with it is when you make a change in the container, um, that change is immediately available to like the web server or PHP FPM. And so it doesn't have to wait for that to sync before it is used. So that's not the way it is in current Docker setups. In current Docker setups, every file change requires everything to happen immediately. Anyway, Mutagen can be two to 10 times faster at like a, at like a Drupal 9 install or something like that. I've been doing some timing uh -huh. on it. Very, very impressive. And that's faster. I'm talking about faster than NFS, which is the other technique that we've been recommending for a long time. The, the, the complexity of Mutagen is that since you can, you can introduce conflicts by touching something on the Windows side or the Mac side and also inside the container, the consistency stuff is hard. And Mutagen is good at it, uh, but there's a lot of workarounds that DDEV's having to do to make that go. But I think you'll see an alpha of that in the next couple of weeks. And I hope, I'd love to have everybody try it and get their feedback. It is lovely to work with. The worry always is about consistency. Would some files suddenly go away on you that you didn't mean that to happen, that kind of thing. Um, so consistency is the big deal. Also, Ophershaw has been working like crazy, making uh, Gitpod work with DDEV. So there's a whole project called DDEV Gitpod, DDEV-Gitpod, uh, shawl slash DDEV-Gitpod, that um, will just bring you up uh, a whole Drupal, a whole Drupal 9 setup, boom, there you are. By the way, Ofer likes to say boom. So I'm going to say boom a few times. You can put <laughs> there you boom go. into the release notes there you because go. it's a big boom. Um, and so you can try that out and it's just lovely. But the next step is he's transforming that for Drupal contributions so that you can just say, here, and this, this project is called DrupalPod, um, capital D, capital P, so Shawl DrupalPod. And he's got it to where you can visit an issue on Drupal.org and you can, you can do an issue fork or contribute to an issue fork right there in your browser. I, I, I should have started by saying what Gitpod is. Gitpod is a way to run a Linux computer in the browser. It's basically giving you a free Linux computer that's fully configurable in the browser with VS Code. So it's got a very nice IDE. So if you bring up DDEV Gitpod, for example, you have all of DDEV, DDEV right there in, that, in your browser, all of it. You can, you can immediately do debugging. You should look at, uh, at Ofer has 
done a number of demonstrations of this. You just spin up, you go to any PR or you go to any project on GitHub, click the Gitpod link, and boom, you have, I got that boom in there again for you, Ofer. Um, <laughs> you have it. You have it up and running, and you can debug with xdebug in VS Code without doing anything, nothing at all. Um, so it, it it's right there. It's got great potential for um, DrupalCons, for contribution days. Um, both of these have enormous potential for that because you don't, if you've ever worked in the, one of the contribution days at DrupalCon, about half the day can be spent helping people get a local environment set up and they've all got their own computer and it all has to be set up differently. And with, um, with these various ideas that uh, Ofer is spinning off so fast, all that goes away and it can all be done consistently in Gitpod. It's amazing. I'd, yeah, Ofer, I'd love to see a demonstration. I don't think it probably works as well on a podcast. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> this is audio only, but um, Ofer uh, is he he is on tour. It seems like uh, giving demos. He gave a demo yeah, at yeah. our uh, Drupal Camp Asheville unconference, and yep. it blew yep. my mind. I was immediately posting links, and and I've already got those listed now for the show notes. But I was posting links in our developers channel because I was so excited. I saw the potential in Drupal Pod, and but I don't think I realized there was DDev Get Pod. So thanks for mentioning that, Randy. Yeah, well, that's what DrupalPod is too. DrupalPod just uses DDEV inside GitPod, but it's focused oh. on uh, Drupal issues. So it's okay. focused on, on Drupal. And so that, I mean, that's GitPod is DDEV in GitPod. And that's how I, it, that's I see. How yeah, that makes sense. So, DrupalPod is for yeah, the it, issue it queue is. side of things. And, and, uh, and Ofer and I are going to do a demo of, um, a Drupal pod probably at Drupal Camp Colorado. Um, I think on the uh, don't they ha they always have a uh, they always have like an IT day. I think we're we have a, a slot on that. Great, that is fantastic. Well, I guess we're at a point here where we can we can start to wrap up a bit. I mean, you've mentioned a few fantastic trainings already. So I would tell everyone to kind of check out the Drupal Camp Colorado website. We'll get links in the show notes. And also, I think there's some training coming up with, with Mike and Ello too, Randy. Yeah, we're doing, uh, we're doing at, at Drupal Camp Colorado, we're doing a half-day training with Mike and Ello. If you, if you haven't done one of Mike's classes, everyone he does is wonderful. But he's been doing DDEV for years. He does this whole like year-long Drupal thing to take you from zero to expert in a year he does he does all kinds of wonderful things uh, he also does composer which i highly recommend his his composer class but he and i yes. are doing um uh, local beginner to expert half day at uh drupal camp colorado yeah my, and, my, mike and is uh is great I, i've worked with him before he, and i attended his yeah. class actually so yeah he's yeah. fantastic and a great community member um i highly encourage folks to check that out for sure. Yeah. Um, so I think that should do it for for today. We really appreciate it there, Andy, taking the time to join us again and giving yes, us all this great definitely. information. Especially it looks like the, the future looks very bright for DDEV and uh, makes us all very happy here at Current, And I'm sure a lot of the community members out there. So boom, there you go. Um, <laughs> I like it. 
I'll drop a boom yeah. in now. It's like, it's so much yeah. fun. So thanks again, uh, Randy. We appreciate it. And uh, anything else, uh, Sharp, you'd like to close with? No, no. Just encourage everybody to, if you haven't used DDEV, go check it out. We've got links for uh, all of Randy's, uh, well, not all of Randy's places on the internet, but at least some places I know I look for Randy and that's yeah. uh, his website, uh, GitHub links and, and Twitter. So, um, so definitely uh, check, check that out and uh, encourage. Also, it's his open source. You know, Randy can't do everything, and I encourage folks to help with the project in whatever way they can, organizations or individuals. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's I was going to follow up with that too. DDEV is a community of people, and it's you know when there's there's a whole bunch of different Slack groups. There's DDEV and the Drupal Slack, and in the Typo Three Slack. But DDEV depends on everybody learning new things and pioneering new approaches and helping each other more than anything else. And those communities where people are listening and helping people at all levels when they land are, are wonderful things. So remember that EDEV is a community uh, project and you're part of it and uh, you're welcome there. Can't say it any better than that. Thank you so much for your uh, time today, Randy. We really appreciate it. And uh, we know it's precious. Thank so you thank so you. Thanks for listening. You can find us at mediacurrent.com slash podcast and subscribe with your favorite podcast app. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with your friends and tag at mediacurrent on Twitter. For more resources on open source technology, web design, and web strategy, visit us at mediacurrent.com.